This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I don't understand why people are always shocked and surprised when Kenny does Kenny things in a Kenny situation. You're the worst DD ever. You'll throw me in the back of a truck in a rainstorm and go to a rock show, you son of a bitch. And I sit there on the couch for just a second and I'm like, okay, so you've just puked on yourself. (laughs) You nasty ass. This is your moment. What are you going to do? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So one of the most awesome things about my son, Chris, is that he's always been fiercely independent. As soon as the training wheels were off his bike, he was off to the races, and he'd get mad as hell at me when I tried to hold the back of the seat or walk next to him while he was pedaling. I can do it, he'd yell at me, and he'd swap my hand away. And he'd still fall off the bike, but he just kept on getting back up. When I taught him to play Halo on Xbox, he took a couple of minutes figuring out the controls, and then within a week or two, maybe a month, he's beating everybody's ass who plays him. And there's something really shitty about going from being able to stomp your kid's ass on a video game to him owning you every time he picks up the controller. Now, having a kid like this can be great, but it can have its drawbacks too because while we see the kid who's learning to do things and trying to train him up to be the responsible adult that me and Nikki know he's going to turn into, his grandparents almost seem to fight us on it. And most of you parents out there know the dilemma. You send a kid off who's listening to you at home, acting pretty good around the house, kind of doing what he's told and stuff like that, off to his grandparents' house. And then he comes back 20 pounds heavier from all the pizza and the sugary cereals and bullshit grandma's been feeding him and acting like a goddamn terrorist because grandma lets me do it when you call him out on whatever bullshit he's up to. Now, I'm not saying Nikki's mom was a bad grandma. Far from it. But she believed her grandkids could do no wrong and would treat them like that for the week or two or in some cases with Chris a month at a time when he'd come to visit. My wife's mom and dad lived about four hours away back then and would always start out the same way. Chris would go to visit and he'd act just fine for the first week or two. We'd talk on the phone and everything would be cool but slowly over the next couple of weeks he'd get more and more sassy on the phone and then finally when he'd get back he'd be a slightly more crazy version of Christopher. One that simultaneously thought that you should do everything for him but still wanted to be really independent. So one summer Chris had gone for his summer visit to grandma's and we'd already been noticing a little bit of a shift on the phone from him but me and Nikki are still hoping things are just going to be fine and when we met we always did the same thing when he would come home. We'd go to a restaurant down the road from our house and my mother and father-in-law would do the handoff to me and Nikki after we finished our meal. Chris was around 10 or so around this time and we've been doing this yearly summer grandparents trip for a few years so we're pretty well into the groove of this. And we decide we're going to meet my in-laws at one of the best restaurants for all the wrong reasons, Golden Corral. And if you've never been, it's your typical buffet with the salad for the people who are pretending to eat healthy at a buffet. I mean, if you're on a diet, why the fuck would you be at a buffet? And there's all the other god-awful food there, like unlimited fried chicken that everybody else is there for. But the one thing that all these buffet places have in common is the ice cream bar. And our son Chris knew if he ate enough vegetables, he'd get to go to that ice cream bar. But before you ever make it to the salad or the soups or the unlimited steak or mac and cheese or whatever kind of shitty food they have there, you have to run this little gauntlet that always reminds me of the high school lunch line every time I'm in it, where you get a tray that's the red lunchroom tray, and then you tell a lady behind the counter what you want to drink, and then she gives you your drink on that tray. 
And ever since Chris has been a little kid, I have always carried that tray. This was just something I did as a dad. This was kind of my right in the house to carry that tray. But on this day, Christopher tells me in his most grown-up voice, I can do it. And he kind of tries to push me away from the tray. Now, of course, I tell him, I'm just going to carry the tray. It's fine. But he's high on that grandma courage and the belief that she's inspired in him that he could do anything that most of us got when we were younger. And he says, no, 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 I can do it. I promise. And after a second or two, me and Nikki go back and forth and we finally agree we're going to give him a shot. We're going to let him carry the drinks. There's four drinks on this tray, sodas, teas, and we pay for our food at the cashier and we tell him, okay, buddy, you're up. It's time to carry the tray. Now, we didn't put any plates on the tray because we knew those might shift or some shit like that. But we left the drinks on the tray and we said, this is your moment. And it was beautiful as I watched him take his first steps towards manhood. He pulled the tray down. The drinks are right there. And he starts walking away with them. And they were the most beautiful three steps I'd ever seen as he immediately spilled every single one of those four drinks all over the ground at Golden Corral, not three steps from the cashier. And in that moment, I realized that maybe my son is fiercely independent and maybe there's sometimes I should just carry the drinks and not listen to the fucking 10 year old. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another week of a show where we remember when Mr. T was B.A. Baracus on the A-Team and not selling the Flavor Wave oven on the shopping channel, or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter Family. Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the Lituation Podcast, the Meet at the Bronze Podcast, and the Terrible Book Club Podcast. And this week on Now That I'm Older, we discuss a true NTIO topic, drinking when you were younger. Now, these days, Kenny barely drinks at all, and when I do, I'm able to handle it, but when we were younger, it was a totally different story or stories. And this week, we're going to talk about a lot of them, like puking in a bar, puking on yourself while you're hanging out with your friends, getting into physical altercations while you're drunk, taking care of drunk people, and so much more. So check it out. We'll be right back. Okay, all you freshman fucks, listen up. It's your lucky day. Usually you'll be spending your freshman summer to get your asses busted and running for your worthless little lives. But this year, because we feel so sorry for you, we're going to take it easy on you and save us all a lot of time. So if you meet here, right here, after school today, you only get one lick from each of us. But you run like cowards. Well, it's open season all summer long, boys. So moments ago, Kenny told me, I need you to introduce a clip for me about funny reviews that we find online. So I have no idea what we're about to talk about. I have no idea what this Kenny's going to awesome. talk about. He just says it's awesome. This so is a Google review. If it sucks, this is all on Kenny. Of a service called MyDD, short for designated driver. It's a service you can call to take you home, kind of like Uber, but specifically for drunk people. <laughs> I bet the calls they get are awesome. So this is the review from Dr. LaDonna Bentz. It's one star. We called my DDD. For a person in our group that was too drunk to stand up and talk, period. 
They came to pick him up, and when they were driving him home, they asked if he wanted to go get another drink. They took him to Lulu's and continued to have shots with him. What? <laughs> really? Not the service we were looking for. <laughs> oh. Imagine being so cool that your friends get you a DD service driver, and you talk to this guy and taking you to another bar and doing shots with you. <laughs> so, I remember being drunk at a bar with you and being like, hey, Dude, you're the worst DD ever. You'll throw me in the back of a truck in a rainstorm and go to a rock show, you son of a bitch. And people were like, where's Kenny? I was like, he's in the truck. You guys should go say hi to him. Hang out with him for a few minutes while I watch the show. Have me out there signing autographs I don't remember. I should have been getting paid for that shit. Dude, Kenny is, is in the back of the truck and people are walking out there. He has, has full on conversations with these people. I remember the one night, uh, my boss, my old boss, had I a also Christmas specifically party. remember beating on your back window on the interstate because I didn't feel like being left out of your conversation. <laughs> and making you guys open the back window and sticking my head in. I remember that too. <laughs> I, I remember one night I was, my boss had a Christmas party for us and because he knew everybody was going to get drunk, like he hired professional bartenders and shit like that. <laughs> So he hires these professional bartenders, gets us an Uber. Like, I guess back then it was just like professional driver service. I don't know if it was Uber or whatever it was, but this is like before Uber was a thing. So the driver says, listen, call me when you're ready to leave and I'll come get you. Very simple. The problem was I started drinking rum and Coke at about seven and by around midnight, I don't know how many bottles of rum that I had consumed. You could have done that whole sentence by saying I drank rum and coke for a couple of hours. No, it wasn't a couple hours. It was about five hours of straight rum and cokes. Whatever, and Charles Dickens. These weren't just rum and cokes, dude. These were like three fingers of rum to like a, like a, a splash of coke for color. So I call this dude, and then he proceeds to call my phone back because he said, I'll call you when I'm in the driveway. You guys just walk outside. I didn't get the phone calls. I had no idea. At one point, Nikki has to grab me and goes, hey, our ride's been here for like 30 minutes. He's been calling you. What's wrong with you? I was like, uh, I'm a drunk idiot. I didn't feel my phone. <laughs> don't, call, don't talk to me about being a drunk idiot. You puked in the middle of a masquerade, in the middle of like a radio remote that Everybody you were doing. Everybody was laughing and having a good time. I was uh, Except the cleaning staff, well, a fucking masquerade. Well, no, the owner obviously had no pity on him because he thought it was hilarious. Kenny is like maybe 10 feet away from a trash can yeah, and just like, leans over to the table. Like Long Island iced tea number eight. Okay. <laughs> and suddenly everything went wrong. There's always, we were, we were hosting a, a guitar hero party. There's always that moment. Um, when you're drunk, when you tip over, when you know that you've gone as far as your brain is going to allow you to go. Yeah. And as soon as you decide to have one more drink past that, that's when you sign your death warrant for the night. Yeah. I had I had a moment. Um, I went to a scurve show. Although, wait, I could test this. That's not always true because the night I chased the guy around the car and climbed up the banister like a goddamn King Kong. I don't and remember. ripped the banister down at a dude's house. Shut up. So <laughs> I got up at his rental line. house. I noticed that everybody moved out of my way in line at that point. But anyway, <laughs> I don't remember going across the line that night. It happened so quick. It was just it was too late. I remember watching you go across the line because this was a party where the guy had blocked off his kitchen because his idea 
was that he was going to be able to regulate drinks if he had two professional bartenders in there and regulate how many people were going to have. What he didn't expect was for people to start tipping the bartenders and the bartenders <laughs> to be like, well. So they started serving people. And this is back before. Uh, this is the Josh party. We probably told you guys about this one before. We're like, we went out to the house party. This is when MySpace first was a thing. And oh, man. one share. Huge. One share of the invite to this party turned into like 500 shares. And before you knew it, there's, I want to say there was like a thousand people at this party or some shit is what it felt like. There's probably more like 300, but still, it felt like there was about a thousand people. I don't understand why people are always shocked and surprised when Kenny does Kenny things in a Kenny situation. Open bar, line of people. You really don't think I'm going to wait in line like the appropriate guest, do you? I mean, really? Kenny started drinking, uh, I want to say Long Islands. It was Long Islands. I used to always drink Long Islands. That was always my drink. But at the same time, everybody would come up because this was the great Ken Baldwin. It was a radio station we had back then. So everybody wanted to meet Ken Baldwin, the guy who was Not part much of the, has changed. the pirate radio station and shit. <laughs> so the problem was Kenny's drinking these Long Islands. Typically, he can handle his alcohol. But people are like, hey, let's do a shot. Here, and Kenny's like, sure, one. <laughs> let's do a shot. And then he does two shots. It's and hard being a celebrity, y'all. You don't Four know. shots. On top of like seven or eight Long Island iced teas, and you see him right around five or six Long Islands in about three shots, and you know I get this look in my eye where you know that the uh, that it's gone full bald one. <laughs> when you start shifting your weight back and forth from your legs because you get a little tired leaning on one leg and shit like that, and you start kind of wavering, and the the room is wavering and spinning and shit, so you I'm feel like you're moving with it. Yeah, I'm just maintaining. You're riding the fucking wave. For me, every time I start to get really slurry, like my words start running See, together and stuff. Part of my problem is even when I get wobbly, I don't lose my agility. As proof by chasing the guy around his car, I can still run wobbly and tackle and make you shake my hand, goddammit. And I can climb banisters, and and sometimes I kind of forget how strong I am. And can when I, I say I climbed the banister, I grabbed the top of it and leaped up to the second floor. Have you have you ever <laughs> it's watched a lot like a character from Street Fighter or something? <laughs> have you ever watched the episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother where they all talk about how good they are at certain things when they're drunk? And then they have to explore how good they really are. When Ted talks about how great he is at beatboxing and everybody's like, no, you're I don't not. think I'm good at beatboxing. No, I think but I'm good when at you running when like you, juggernaut, <laughs> like you thought, you thought like you looked like Deadpool or some shit like that, as you just kind of hopped over this banister. No, I thought I looked like a gorilla that like, was out of control. I was about to say it looked like King Kong. <laughs> that King gone Kong. on a you, fucking rampage. You literally used the words I used. I am perfectly aware of what it was like. There was nothing graceful about it. And then, like Deadpool. as you're trying to like hop over the banister, like you fall on the stairs, well, the banister, and collapsed. then pull yourself back up by the banister, and then push it over <laughs> on top of other people. People who are below you and it I'm works. sitting here watching this happen. I'm standing at the bottom of the stairs going, I've seen videos like this where 70 or 80 people die. <laughs> this is what's happening right well, now. They were in my way. And Kenny's the cause of it just because he wants another Long Island iced tea. <laughs> Get drink now. Get drink now. Um, There's been plenty of time. I threw a, what's, what's the, what's one thing that you've done when you were drinking that you regret Doing Chasing now, the guy down the around his car after ripping the banister down at the party. <laughs> we just described a story of what I regret. My, Another one is, uh, um, I don't regret my birthday party because y'all got me drunk on purpose. So passing out in the in dark sides bathroom, not, that, <laughs> was mission, that was just mission accomplished. Did we, didn't you walk into the kitchen at dark side at one and point? And they clapped. <laughs> the Mexicans loved it because I was just like, you know, I'm friendly to them. I'm like, that's all right. Yeah. The Rasa. <laughs> Viva la Rasa. 
<laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> like, yeah, this white guy's crazy. Um, for me, it's probably I don't really regret it as much as I, I look back on it. Like, really, I did that when I uh, I was sitting at an at a party at our apartment, and Jamie had said something like shitty, like he had tried to call me out about something, and I sat there for a couple seconds, and Did I call him Carney. No, he said something shitty about me. Like he could probably call me fat or something like that. So I decided I'm going to play the long game and I make myself a Sprite and vodka. Cause back then that was a, that was a high dollar drink for us with our Zimas. Yeah. With, with, a, with a Dolly Rancher. In them. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to put a watermelon well, Jolly some, Rancher in my Zima. Hey, I'm going to get a Boone's farm. Anybody else want a Boone's farm? Some of that strawberry shit. This shit's so strong. It only takes me like six to I get can't drunk. Imagine why I have a headache the next day. Such a hangover. No, you have diabetes now, you asshole. So I sit here for a couple seconds with my Sprite and vodka, and I'm thinking, like, j- like everything calmed down. Everybody stopped laughing at me for whatever Jamie said. And then, like, just out of the blue, he starts telling some other joke or some shit, and I just threw every bit of my drink into his face. <laughs> See, I wouldn't regret that at all. And I remember looking. But I think about it in my head, and I'm like, I would never throw a drink on anybody. Maybe you, but I would never throw a <laughs> Don't drink. drink on me. We're gonna there's gonna be damage to the apartment to the property. Um, you're gonna get speared for sure. You throw a drink at me. One of the things I haven't told um, I haven't told this story on the podcast at all. Uh, we came home from a um, a scurve show one night, and we all decided we're gonna go over to Telvis's house. And they had just got this huge bong. And when I say huge, I'm talking like the size of your leg, sort of a bong. And it's one of those plastic ones, and I'm hammered. I don't mean like a little hammered. <laughs> I mean the first time you smoked? So, no. Somebody drove me to this party, okay? Drove my car to this party because I was so hammered. So I get there, I go inside, and I'm fucking lit. And somebody says, Shane, why don't you hit the new bong? It's a brand new. I'm sorry, no. It was a bong they'd had for like a couple of weeks, but I hadn't ever hit it before. I thought this was the first time you'd ever hit one, period. No, this wasn't the first time I hit one, period. Uh, the first time I'd ever hit a big one like this, yes, because we'd had one at the apartment that I was hitting. Let's, let me let me frame why I thought that, because Shane was adamantly against weed smoking while the rest of us were exploring it at first. No, this was like early, early, early 20s and shit like that, and this is the first time I've ever hit a plastic bong like this. So he Ray, so mad at me and Steven for coming back into the apartment high. Why'd you go? Why'd you have to go outside? <laughs> Ray says, God damn it. <laughs> Ray comes to me and says, I'll clean it for you so you can take a fresh toke. I'm like, okay, cool. Remember, I'm hammered out of my goddamn mind. I've had probably 47 beers at this point, as far as which in reality, I probably had like seven or eight beers and a couple of shots, and I'm just fucking lit. So I'm like, yeah, no problem whatsoever. So they light it up, take my toke. <laughs> Smoke gets in my chest, and as soon as it gets there, my body goes, nope. And Uh, every uh, bit of it comes right back out, and I puke. And when I say I puke, everybody at the party says you could literally see it launch across the room and then plop to the ground in big chunks. And if it sounds gross, it was. It was gross as fuck because when it landed, it landed all over the top of me. This is the story I regret about being drunk. It lands all over my clothes. so nasty. And I sit there on the couch for just a second and I'm like, okay, so you've just puked on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You nasty ass. This is your moment. (laughs) What are you going to do? So I got to say, if you're sitting there right now judging me for puking on myself, good. I still remember this night and it is not one of my prouder moments. 
Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to finish my story about puking on myself and then close the show talking about taking care of our significant others while they were drunk. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. The Dark Dragon's Inn, since days of old, has told the tales of heroes bold. When darkness swept across the land, our players formed a merry band. The Scales of Justice was their name, to save the world and seek their fame. Join us in the adventure with Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn at tftddi.co.uk. That's tftddi.co.uk. Is anyone else here trying to earn money for college? Your mom goes to college. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. Have you ever seen Robotech? See, uh, they never aired it around us, because we, we oh. live in the land of the South where math is considered anti-religious. It was more palatable to me than, than Muppet Babies, which I was disgusted by the very idea and never even watched it. I, I hate everything about the Muppet Babies except for the uh, Happy Real Toys. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. Look, you want to play blind man, go walk with the shepherd. But me, my eyes are wide fucking open. What the fuck does that mean? Hello, Neverlanders. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. As a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. Yes, might have gotten away with it too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dogs. So... I did the only thing I could. I get up from Telvis's house, walk out the front door, go up the little hill back to the parking lot above his house and go sit in the car in my car <laughs> and sleep in my car for in like the puke. next six hours in my puke, wake up covered in fucking puke, drive myself to my house. I'll never forget like vinegar. Never forget. <laughs> walked into my house, still covered in puke nasty as fuck and it smells like you'd imagine six hour old puke would smell nasty marinated motherfucker walk into the house strip butt ass naked in my kitchen (laughs) put every piece of clothing i have in a garbage bag put that garbage bag outside the front door take a shower and i'm on autopilot i don't remember doing any of this shit that's just shit i woke up the next day and saw that it happened Put all my clothes in a garbage bag, took a shower, and then went to sleep butt-ass naked on my bed. Woke up and was like, what the fuck happened? I'm so grossed out right now. (laughs) This nasty motherfucker. (laughs) You marinated yourself. Dude, what was I supposed to do? Drive home? And nobody was going to drive Pukey Shane home at that point. (laughs) I lived with alcohol. I used to puke on herself. I used to throw her in the tub and hose her off. 
You used to hose your – who was the alcoholic girlfriend? Oh, Mandy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandy was – you used to hose her off and shit? Fuck yeah. I wouldn't put her in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Probably peed on herself a couple times by that point too. So you never um, you never slept in puke or anything like that? Did you accidentally wake up covered in puke a couple times? I woke up being peed on a few times. Never puked. <laughs> she never ate anything. She was anorexic. <laughs> um, Usually once she puked that first time and all the alcohol that she couldn't – this is after like a whole bottle – the, the quarter of the bottle her body couldn't process came up. And, but still, she probably peed on herself. So she got to get rinsed off before she gets put in bed. And then I always put a towel down. But sometimes I'd forget the towel and she'd pee on me. So did you enjoy it when she peed on you? No, it was gross. <laughs> you didn't feel like you were being wrapped in a warm blanket when like no. you'd feel the bed get warm? No. No. And then <laughs> I started threatening to put adult diapers on her and she'd get really salty about it. <laughs> I'd have bought a tarp. <laughs> I'd have bought one of those big ass blue tarps and just been like, hey, you're not going to recognize that it's there, but it's going to be under your side every time. Oh, I'd be salty as fuck too while we were in the bathroom and I'm hosing her ass off. I'll see why, how you get so drunk so goddamn fast. Cause I mean, it'd be like from normal to not cause she could hide it so well. By Did- the time you realize she was past that point, you're all like, oh, God damn it. Did you ever feel like um, when we were potty training my son, when you're standing in the bathroom and he's like, "No, he was way more cooperative." <laughs> so was she dead She'd weight? Sleep right shit? through the trumpet. <laughs> Here's where we get mad and fight back. <laughs> so would was like, she when like? We woke Nikki up that time with the symbol. <laughs> she was so mad. She was. She was like making. Like, she was like, if she had been a native, she would have been making curses and shit. She would have no our, peace on any of your houses forever. A curse on you. A curse on your cow. A curse on your family. Day, she didn't even remember that shit. Oh, she, every time I bring it up, she gets salty as fuck about it, dude. She remembers the fact that we remember it. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't like we, that at we all. We rubbed her nose in it about a hundred times by now. She's also, um, I've never once had to clean Nikki up or anything like that. And I'm not nearly the drunk I used to be when I was in my twenties and shit That's like that. That's because Nikki can have 20s. a glass of wine and gets goofy beyond belief. <laughs> once you get to drunk. three glasses of wine, Nikki is hammered, dude. And Nikki is ready for bed. Once she gets in <laughs> She's one of those people that you can literally, as my wife is drinking, she's not good at hiding it. She's having a drink. She's enjoying herself. And she'll go from enjoying herself to being so sick if, she needs a trash can and like three if drinks. You're a so party now, in Shane's house, Nikki eventually will just disappear and be in bed. Oh, yeah. She won't say <laughs> bye to anybody. She'll, or she'll say, I got to take a shower. And then that's the last thing you'll hear and you're from like, her. You're like, a shower. We'll have a party. What the? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I've never had to hose her off or anything like that or put any towels down. So okay. at least I got that going for me. <laughs> you definitely won on that scale. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to be peed on. No, no, I don't want to be peed on. So yeah. you just you just would throw her in the bath and hose her off? Was she like dead weight when you're carrying her and shit? Or was she all salty and fighting That was usually you? a good day. <laughs> good day is when she was dead weight. The days that she was salty and fighting me, that was not the good days. I can imagine that that was probably a really shitty time having to carry your and girlfriend. She took forever to pee too. Like she'd have to pee and she'd be in there forever and I'd have to pee. There were more than one time that I peed between your legs. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not exactly sure how to I'm not going to wait up. for her to get off the toilet when she's going to take 20 minutes and I can aim good. And she was skinny. So there was a nice big wide hole. Slim <sighs> back, baby. <laughs> I told Kenny to do that when I first got here. And yeah, he I'm not doing it with you. That's not happening, you weirdo. 
Just tuck it between your legs and I'll pee between hey, neither them. Neither one of us got thin enough thighs for that. <laughs> My thighs are plenty thin, Kenny, but I'm not going to sit The only way pee. I'm doing that is if we get that Patreon payment and someone wants me to pee on you. I'll do it in that situation. Nobody is peeing on me, okay? $1,200, ladies and gentlemen. We have a price. <laughs> and I will pee on Kenny. No, negative, but I'll pee on Shane. Um, has you, have you, do you have any other drunk stories that you've seen or heard of anyone that you haven't told the audience that we feel have as we told we the one share? where they had to hit me with a toilet lid? <laughs> I don't think we have. <laughs> uh, when we were 18. Oh, that was a bad night. They hit um, me with an iron too. It wasn't just a bad night. Um, I had a triangle is, on my face the next morning. <laughs> this is from the uh, short lived anime phase where I think I was in Tennessee. Quite no, honestly. this was wrestling. It had nothing to do with anime. No, you had watched Vampire Hunter D because you had claimed that you no, were a Vampire Hunter D. That was a totally D. different time. That was at, at Rob's apartment. This was at David's first apartment with John. Shut up, bitch! Girlfriend. Over off Pat Mel. Oh, that's right. When John came out, it was the same night that Bo went out and got my chips instead of my medicine when my kidneys were. No, no, that was a different night, but same apartment. So this apartment, we were all drinking and we were wrestling. That's always a good combination. (laughs) Let me, let me set the scene too, because this was a bottom floor apartment and it wasn't as though there was any sort of wood support under us. This was just a slab. It was straight concrete and we would put mattresses. Directly on top of the slab, and we thought we and were we'd professional. Come off, we'd come running off couches with elbows and all kind of good stuff. We broke the chandelier that night. We broke the chandelier that night. A couple of people more than likely had serious major concussions from, like, we would get to the point where we would DDT each other on the concrete. Well, as the drinking exp- went further that night, I lost my <laughs> lost consciousness, basically, but I was still up. I blacked out. But during my blackout, I decided I was taking everybody on. <laughs> so from what I put together the next day when I woke up with a big giant triangle on my forehead was, A, Tommy hit me in the face with an iron to try to stop me, <laughs> and I kept going. David hit me with a frying pan, kept going. Broke their table with my own head to show them that they couldn't hurt me by hitting me in the head. So I had but through the wooden coffin table. It's always good when somebody gets drunk enough to start showing, you ain't going to take me down. Yeah, it's serious when they break your coffee table. <laughs> but they're still going. So eventually they got me into the bathroom, fought me into there where it was close quarters. And David <laughs> cracked me over the head with the lid of the toilet and broke it in half. He said, at that point, you were ready to like lay down. You weren't unconscious, but you weren't fighting us anymore. Let me jump in and say, I wasn't here for this night. Most of my wrestling but experience at this apartment. I'm sure you were there afterwards where they had the double, the double lidded toilet. <laughs> but I got here the next night because I, I would be working during these times when they were wrestling and stuff like that. And when I would usually get over there, I went into the bathroom. I remember coming into the bathroom uh, either that night or the next day and being like, what? Why is a toilet lid broken in half, guys? What's wrong with the toilet lid? And they were like, oh, dude, let us tell you about last night with Ken. Because everybody's sitting there playing fucking PlayStation, like the original PlayStation <laughs> back in the day. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, so why is the toilet in two pieces, guys? Oh, you weren't here last night when Kenny decided he was going to. Fu- and they fucking tell me the whole story about getting him about him getting hammered and shit. And this is before I drank. I thought Tommy was the Jeff, the guy I put into the figure into the Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah. And, you know, Tommy's not one of the people that got death moves. So, and I thought Bo, I thought he was Bo at one point. And they were like, I'm sorry, I couldn't let you beat me like Bo. <laughs> we had to beat your ass for weapons. <laughs> I had to report to the military the next morning. I was in pre-enlist uh, with the Army. That's right. This is during your... Um, Those yeah. motherfuckers chewed me out, too, because I had puke in my hair. 
I'm not sure. You just like, you just got onto me and told me I was all vile for having puke on my clothes and shit. You had puke in your hair when you showed up to the army. Well, I didn't realize it until they pointed it out. <laughs> I was still drunk when I got there, and they were like, "You are definitely military quality. <laughs> you are definitely military ready." <laughs> There's nothing worse. That's totally about- different than getting busted by your teachers when you were busted by your recruiting sergeants. They're all like, <laughs> there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than having to be somewhere the next day, like drinking on a school night, like on a Tuesday when you know you got to go to work on Wednesday. That's that's magically a, a time that you get sick before you go into work the next day. Like, oh, I just don't feel good at all. Truth is, you're going to lay in bed and watch fucking uh the cooking channel or some shit like that the next day because you feel so shitty. Cause as an adult, <laughs> as a kid, I could fucking get hammered as fuck and then go into work the next day and be just yeah, I was fine. marching out there in the goddamn parking lot in Georgia heat. I was uh, <laughs> marching out there and they were like, they were like laughing their ass off. Cause I'm all like, Oh God, I'm so glad I'm still drunk or this would suck so bad. <laughs> you know, it's a strip mall too. Cause like all the other recruiting places you see, <laughs> So you just march around in public. And these are like guys in their thirties and forties. They know what the fuck up <laughs> was going on the night before. They and know they're, they're, I got cracked over the head with like fucking toilet lid and shit. What were you guys drinking? Like Canadian mist? Like Polov vodka, the stuff you can get for nine dollars for two gallons. The shit that's in a plastic bottle yes. with a handle. The, tur- the turpentine shit. The shit that bounces if you drop it. Sort the of shit. shit. The shit that turns you into the Incredible Hulk, but only in your head. Yeah. Yeah, the times that you think you can fucking suddenly take on the entire. I remember group of calling them later, like guys, what the fuck happened? I'm like, oh, my head hurts like shit. They're like, well, <laughs> you got now it. the back of the toilet is in two pieces, jackass. <laughs> you shouldn't have hit me with it, dumbasses. So say good night to the bad guy. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. This is about over, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to Now That I'm Older. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. (laughs) Yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it.